Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, the host of this podcast, and today I'm sharing a conversation I had with Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith is the host of the Mindful in Minutes podcast and the Meditation Mama podcast. And I wanted to have a conversation with her just as a mom of someone who was young, as someone who's had many uh, hypnosis sessions with me. I wanted to sit down and specifically chat about using hypnosis to connect with your time when you were in the womb or and uh, the time when your baby was in your womb. So we can use hypnosis in order to communicate, um, feel the baby, understand the baby, or understand your mother, try to make sense of life outside of the womb when you were in the womb. And hypnosis works for this because in that state of hypnosis, we're able to access the subconscious mind clearly, crisply, and it's so quiet and we are quiet, so we're able to get that message. So that space in in hypnotic trance allows us to kind of move the conscious mind aside and access those memories in the subconscious mind. And in the subconscious mind is where we hold every memory that's ever happened to us. And so, of course, that would include any memories you might have of being in the womb. So what I know from working with clients and regressing them through their childhood into that womb space, sometimes that's the point of the session. Sometimes that's just a part of the session. That's a part of, for example, a common um, route we take to get into the space between lives for a life between lives session. And then using hypnosis to really quiet the mind and pick up the signals, the, the essence, the feeling of your baby, whether that's while they're in utero, um, before they're in utero, or even when they're in that newborn phase. So Kelly came on and we just I just kind of kicked off the conversation and we just rolled with it. She tells us a little bit about her time in her mom's womb. Um, and that was something that she was able to recall during her Life Between Lives session with me a couple years ago. And then she also talks about um, her little boy now, who is about two-ish years old, little over two. She refers to him as Porkchop on the podcast. And she shares her experience of connecting with him while he was in utero, connecting with him when he was a newborn baby. And then we also talk about the first baby she ever connected to in a hypnosis session with me and where she thinks that baby might be now or what that relationship is um, between her and that baby. So we get into that as well. So a little bit about Kelly Smith. You may feel like that name is familiar. She was on episode 15 of Past Lives in the Divine, episode 68 and 66. 66 and 68, those two episodes, it was her and Ashley Sondergaard of the Yoga Magic podcast and me, and we talked about their Life Between Lives sessions that they had with me. So Kelly officially is the founder of her company, Yoga For You. She's the host of the Mindful in Minutes podcast and the Meditation Mama podcast. Kelly created Yoga For You, a location-independent yoga and meditation school to serve students and teachers all over the globe, and she does just that. Kelly not only does yoga teacher trainings and meditation trainings, but she also leads retreats. And like I said, she's the host of two podcasts. Before we get into that, I just want to tell you, so right now with Past Lives in the Divine, I'm doing two episodes a week, 
and it is kicking my ass. So <laughs> in a couple weeks, I'm going to go back down to one episode a week beginning about mid-February. If you're listening in the future, this probably doesn't matter. I'll keep this short. So we're just going to have a couple more weeks of Tuesday episodes, and then we'll just be on a Sunday episode schedule. If you're like, what? I don't want that. And you want more from me. You want more about intuition and hypnosis. I have a workshop for you on Wednesday, February 15th. This workshop is for you to understand or gain a better, deeper understanding of your intuition what that means for you. So in this workshop, I teach a little bit about how I view intuition, why hypnosis is an amazing tool to understand and connect to and deepen that connection and knowing of your intuition. And then in that workshop, we'll take a hypnotic journey where you can gain information about your own intuition and use that in your life going forward to help you lean on it, trust it, use it and actually get the message that your intuition is sharing with you. So if that's interesting to you, if that's something you wanna do, you can go to pastlivesandthedivine.com and you can click on shop. You can get that there. And I also have this workshop linked in the show notes. If you're listening in the future or can't make a live event on Wednesday, February 15th, I will also have a replay available. So go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on shop to check that out. Okay gather around the fire for my conversation with Kelly Smith. Hi, Kelly. So today we are talking about hypnosis, um, connecting in the womb with your own memories in the womb. We're connecting, using hypnosis to connect with baby in the womb. And we have Kelly Smith here. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Gina. What a delight to get to chat with you. I know. About the Uh, woo-wooms. The woo-wooms. And what's (laughs) so funny, I told you this before we started recording, but I want everybody to know, I think Kelly holds the record for past life (laughs) regressions with me. I was going through her notes before chatting and she's had seven sessions, which that's so cool. Get on my level, people. It is such a treat (laughs) to have a session with Gina. I just can't stop doing it. Um, So if that's not recommendation enough. It's they're delightful. And I have another one coming up like in March, I think. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. I saw that actually. It was, yeah, I was like, got my schedule. Got to get number eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're counting <laughs> a little scratch on the wall. All right. So let's, let's start. Okay. So the first thing that we're going to cover is your experience inside your mom's womb. And this was a part of your LBL session, which I believe took place in 20. So I think 20, early 2021, I think. Then that's yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 2021, you had this life between lives. And as part of that session, one of the ways we get to the life between lives includes like this kind of stairway step down where you're walking through memories of your life here before we get into that space between lives. So in that, what do you remember? Like what stands out to you about your experience when we kind of like paused inside your mom's womb when you were inside your mom? So two things actually stood out to me. I, I remembered the staircase has always stuck with me and I don't know why I know that's not like necessarily an answer to your question, but I think about that staircase a lot. And I, and I use it sometimes in my own meditation or sometimes like with my clients and this idea of like, walking down a staircase, like to a place. So that I found to be like really interesting, um, the staircase imagery. And then once I was like journeying back into my mother's womb, I think that 
um, there's two, well, you asked me at one point, um, at what point did my soul come into basically like join my little baby body? And I think I said six months and I don't know why, but that's always stuck with me. It's like my body started forming before my soul like entered it. And the other thing was it, what really stood out to me was I could feel everything that my mom was experiencing. Like if she was feeling like happy that like I could, it was like, I could feel like her joy when, like, when she found out that she was like pregnant with me, like I could feel that like elation and that love. And like, I could like any stress or like, like all of the natural things that come and go like during life, but also during pregnancy, it was like, because we were kind of sharing this one body, like I could experience all of that. And it was so profound to me because then it made me think about, um, how in my pregnancy or any future pregnancies that I have, like how, as I'm living life and as I'm experiencing things, like the fact that I had this experience and I know that these little beings may be absorbing or experiencing that too. It makes me so much more mindful about kind of like my mental and emotional well-being and just where I'm at as an individual, like for their sake, because I know that they're feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah, completely. I had the same experience. Um, and it was actually really interesting being in my mom's womb and like picking up messages from emotions and, and then to talk to her about it, like inadvertently, like 30 years later. And I always thought she was like pregnant with twins and like, oh shit, like I'm accidentally pregnant and, (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. twins, you know? So (laughs) I guess on a human level, maybe it speaks more to who I am, but I just always thought she was like, fuck, you know? And I never, I guess maybe that contributed to something in me, but consciously it didn't. It just seemed very logical. Like it seems like that would have been a lot. Um, but it wasn't, and it's so interesting because it wasn't until like decades later and I had never brought it up to her. Um, but she had made some comment about like how excited she was actually that she was having twins because she had wanted twins like her whole life, like unexplainably wanted twins, never thought she would have them. She didn't think they ran in the family. And so when she found out she was pregnant with twins, it was actually something that really lifted her, which I thought was such a cool um, just a cool evolution because my makeup, if I was someone who was like, had that experience when, if I was carrying a child, I would be like mind fucking myself of like, oh shit, you know, now even more pressure to feel good. And it's like, but I often don't feel good anyway, (laughs) you know, just like all these things. But it was so cool that like, even her just making that comment, like, oh, I always wanted twins. And then I paused and I was like, wait, this is like actually the opposite of everything. And it it's like, my point is, is like, if you hear that message and you're like, would have had the same reaction as I did of like, oh God, even more pressure. It's like, it's that constant conversation that we have with people. Like things get hard between us, things get good between us. And even if there is a flub up in utero with a lot of negative emotions or something, like all of these things can be mended, I believe if, if two parties want to. But even that I thought was interesting, like how I always carried that with me. And she was just like, no, actually that wasn't the case. And so how, I don't know, like having those conversations and and just being mindful of like how you feel if you are carrying a baby. And if you feel like, shit, that was a lot that I put on you, you know, and it probably <laughs> wasn't everybody, everything happens for a reason. 
but like, just to be able to know, like you can come back and have those conversations. Sometimes I think in these situations, it feels like now or never fix it in the womb or never. And it's like, well, you know, we're humans. The repair is like a big part of love and, and connection and trust. Okay. Two questions I have for you. One, do you think it's possible? Are you certain that the womb that you were in where your was your mother's womb because obviously it's past lives in the divine we're big fans of past lives here you <laughs> are you certain that that was this mother's womb could you have been pulling from an old memory question one just curious and then question two I mean I guess it must have been if you knew like did you know that you were a twin when you had that experience did you know there was like another little oh. thing in there did you feel anything from um your sister Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is, this is going back like, oh my gosh, I have never thought of it like that, Kelly. So this is going back like 10 years. And unfortunately this was before I recorded every session, like a crazy lady, <laughs> because I wish I could remember like what was, cause I'm sure we examined like that, but in my memory of that hypnotic trance 10 years ago, it was literally just like the worries, like in this one moment and it came in, the number was two. So it was like, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like out of the body. So we assumed it was like, you know, two months in utero or something. And my soul would like come in and leave and come in and leave and come in and leave. So I think if a soul is doing that and you have a bad fucking day, like maybe they don't feel the good day, Um, (laughs) but you never know. (laughs) That is so, so what do you, in your opinion, not, I'm sorry, I'm like interviewing you now, Gina. No, let's have a conversation. Okay. So what, what do you think that is like, because there aren't, it doesn't seem like there are other parts in our life where our soul can, unless there's some kind of a really big event, right. Where your soul can come. I, I joke, I jokingly say when I gave birth, my soul left my body, but that's not a joke. I truly had like an out of body experience. And it felt like my soul, like as like a protective mechanism was like, uh, like in the room, but not, but it wasn't there when I was giving birth. And so I joke because when people are like, oh, what, you know, what was birth like? I'm like, well, my soul literally left my body, Um, (laughs) which is, which is what happened. And that, you know, that's a real thing. But what do you think it is about like being in utero that gives kind of that fluidity of being able to like come in and out or a soul to come in and out or come in at like a different time? Yeah, I think. I don't know if this will answer your question, but I see birth and death as pretty similar in the sense of like, as long, I guess if a death is like dramatically short, but like if you watch a really old dog or a really old person, like they sleep a lot. And I think that that's their way of like going out and coming back and going out and coming back. And in utero, um, at least from the, the clients that I've ask these questions of, it actually is pretty common for them to like come in and out. And then it'll be like, when did you come in and stay? If, if that's the result of the question of like, when did you join? When did this soul join this body? If the answer is in and out, in and out, then I'll ask like, okay, when did it join it? Like for sure. And some, I mean, it can be as late as like the first breath Wow, is when they like join it for like for real. But, and I think I was one of those, like, if I remember correctly, again, I, damn, I wish I would have, I mean, I guess I could just regress myself back there, but I, I 
I came, I would like go in and out, go in and out. And then at the last minute, like went in for good. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I think I chose to be a twin because I've spent so many lives alone and I chose my parents for a few reasons, genetics being one of them, psychic ability being, or sensitivities, you know, intuition being one of them. And then their probability of having twins being another one. Um, and so just like lifetime after lifetime being alone, it was like, all right, this is, I'm going to have someone. And even like, it was almost like when Jess, my twin, like transitioned into married life, then Alex came into my life. And now him and I have like a very similar, like close familial friendship relationship like that. Wow. Do you think that that's something, cause I had not like a similar experience in terms of like the details, but I very vividly remember that, like I chose my mom and like, and it was basically like, and I, I think I got emotional at this point, like in our session, because I was like, cause you know, you asked like, Oh, why'd you pick, you know, why'd you pick your parents or, you know, why the, and I was just like, Oh, well, my mom, cause we've been together before. And I was like, Oh, well, she was, you know, asking for a baby and she really wanted a baby. And I, my soul was like, you know, it was time for me to come back. And I was like, Oh, I get the opportunity to like, come and be with her again as like her, it was basically like, well, my mom was asking. And then I could have picked, but then I was like, Oh, like I know her and I'm looking for like a new mom. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like you're looking for a baby and I'm looking for a mommy and like, we're friends. So like, let's do it. Man. And hearing you say that, I remember that. And it just felt really special where it was just like, almost like we were looking for each other in a way. I was like, Oh, you're like, it just felt like such like a fun, almost like opportunity or like, Oh yeah. Like let's do this again. Yeah. Because we had this familiarity of one another, but or at least I had, you know, familiarity with her. And, um, but is that, do you find that's common when you do the, it's like, like the souls pick the parents, right? Like we have a choice. Yes. I believe we do have a choice and that's in a lot of times it'll be, um, just like a caveat. I don't think anybody signs up for abuse or anything like that. Uh, we can, we can grow and become empathetic in so many other ways. I agree with Uh, that. It is a lot of times has to do like with either like genetics, like the actual earth suit. Like if there's something to do like that involves the earth suit, otherwise just like what kind of environment needs am I looking for based on like what my plan for this life is? So for sure, I I think that, and it's actually pretty interesting. Um, people more so examine the question of like, why did I choose this body, or why did my kids choose me? Like that's just the population I work with. But um, yeah, that bit about parents definitely comes in, especially it seems like you know if there's any sort of well, family relationships are just like hard and hairy. So I think it feels good to 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 have like at least like a why did we pick each other you know just something to hang on to that makes some sense of a difficult situation i do remember that the feeling i got when you said that about your mom was very much like this feeling of like being a kid in gym class and it's like okay partner up with someone and it's like fuck and then you'd like the crowd parts and you see like a really good friend standing there and it's like oh my god i didn't know you were here let's be friends you know like let's be partners yeah. like that's mm-hmm. that's what it felt like yeah, that's what yeah. that felt I was like. like to me. Oh, you want like you're looking for a baby? Like, it's like I could just feel like she was just like you know asking like re- like you know like universe like you know I'm ready, and and all of that. And then I was just like, oh, like pick me, 
like I'll come. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be, the, I'll be the baby. I'll be the soul. Okay. So now fast forward, you're a mom. How old is pork chop now? Pork chop is two. He's two. I can't He's talking. It. So, you know, a little context. Everybody. Gina knows pork chop pretty well. We have the she, same big three energy. It's, um, it's different, but Scorpio, Libra, Aries. So it like what those three are, but the big three energies are the same, right? For oh, him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, he, he, I, I love a good Scorpio. I know sometimes they get like a bad rap. I really like, (laughs) but I'm also a Gemini. Like we get a bad rap too. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting. Like he's such a deep feeler. Like he is truly like a depth of like emotion, which definitely has its challenges and its struggles when you are the one that's trying to like parent and you couple that with just being a toddler. Right. So like a little toddler Scorpio is like the kind of ride you think you would be. It is, (laughs) it is a lot of ups and downs, but it's so, it's just so interesting. And like, he's just such a deep feeler and is so open with his emotions. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. And I, I feel that like just through your, just the way you are in that relationship and just what I hear of it and what the small parts I witness of it. And I'm, I'm curious in one of your past life regressions, you had just found out that you were pregnant with him and we did a spirit guide session. Actually, I think it was, and we went to a garden and you had a conversation with a baby. Do you feel like that was him? No. So I do not, I think that was a different child that, you know, I, I hope will come earth side at some point in, in my life. But even when I was like younger, way before, way before kids were even on the brain, people would tell me that I had this like baby with me (laughs) and, um, they would say, and they've always said that it's like a little girl and that there's just like, there was a time where I was doing kind of this like meditation training. I don't, I've shared the story on my podcast, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but it was when I was living with like the monks in Missouri and we were there. And then there was another woman that came, I was learning how to do this very specific, like meditation technique. I've told you about this, haven't I? And I had to like give up my well, cell I remember phone. And- the monks, but I don't remember it being like baby related. Okay. So it mostly was not baby. It was like 99% <laughs> not baby related. And then this 1%, like I, when I, even when I was younger and I'd run into like, like psychic people or very, you know, like intuitive or sensitive people, like they would always talk about this, like baby energy, even when I did not have babies on the brain. And I was at this place and there was like a visitor there and I wasn't supposed to be talking, but I, you know, I couldn't help myself. We were chatting a little bit. And she was like, you know, I just have to say you have this like baby. She's like, there's this baby, like it's so happy and it's around you. And the way she described it, and I felt it so deeply. I left and got a pregnancy test just to make sure I wasn't pregnant. And this was years ago and she spoke about it. So, and I felt so connected to this like baby energy where I kind of just thought like, oh my gosh, am I pregnant? And like went and took a test just to make sure. And for years there's been this like baby energy. And that's the one that I felt like we connected with and, but it's not, it's not pork chop. So then what do you what do you make of that? Like if you, I'm sure your answer would maybe change tomorrow, but like when you look back on that, 
being pregnant with pork chop, having that spirit guide session, being visited by, cause I think you even had a name for her. It was a girl though, right? It was a girl. Yeah. yeah. And what, like, what do you make of that? Or when you look back on that, if you were to piece it together, like, oh, that happened because what's your best guess? My best guess is that I think sometimes we come into this life and I'm really curious to hear what you say about this Gina, but I think, you know, we can have soul contracts or we can have, I think of them as like tethers. And I think that it sometimes can get a bad rap, right. Of like, you know, you came in with this contract or this tether to this person. And it's like, you know, a cord that has to be cut or whatever it is, but I don't see it that way. And this one particular um, soul that seems to be around me, I think at some point will come and will be earth side. We have some kind of a connection, like a tether or a cord. And I, I think that this, my understanding and what I feel and what, what people have reaffirmed independently is that we just have had a connection and there will be a point in which I will be her mommy. And, and I don't know, and that we have this connection. What I, what I will say is a little caveat to that is I don't think that that will make the relationship. Like, I don't think that will change the relationship. Like if she does, you know, if I do get to be her mom in this life, that doesn't make it any greater or worse or less than, or whatever, then, um, you know, I, I feel like pork chop soul came in and I'm not entirely sure. I don't think we ever really got to the bottom and maybe I don't need to know yet as to why we're together. Um, but I think it's just as significant. I think it's kind of just like, just like a different way. And I yeah. think sometimes we can come in and we can be connected to our parents before we are oh, yeah. earthbound. But I also think it can be the other way around too. Like kind of what I experienced with my mom and what my gut says kind of, you know, pork chop with me is that, you know, it wasn't like we came in with this like cord or this tether, but for whatever reason, like when the time came, we were meant to be together. Or like, you know, my mom was asking for a baby and I was like, oh, well, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. And so that's what my gut says. And, um, so, and Natalie Fowler actually once picked up on something and she was basically like, same thing. She, everyone picks up on this very kind of feisty baby girl energy. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, she's definitely going to come, but she's trying to decide whether or not she's going to let another one come before her. Like, it's very much like she's in the driver's seat and she keeps allowing these other, like she decides whether or not she'll be like, okay, yeah, this, like, she was like, yeah, for pork chop, like, yeah, you can go ahead of me. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I'll let, I'll let you go first, but like, okay. she's in like the driver's seat. <laughs> so I, it's just apparently bossy. Yeah. I got, I, I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely got that read on her too. So sometimes so it, with the idea, what I think is so cool with hypnosis is like this idea to go in and like connect with the energy or the personality or the essence of your baby's soul before they come out. And I'm wondering, like, as someone who does meditation, as someone who's had many hypnosis sessions, like my assumption is that you can just make that connection. It's whether that you will trust that connection or not. And so whether it was like hypnosis session related or not, or meditation or dreams or whatever, did you feel like you had an enhanced connection 
to pork chop? Like, did you have a sense of like who he was that was then validated? Like as he started to become like a little being with more of a personality or did it feel like a new connection? Like right away. Mm. You know, it did. I, yes. And no, um, no at first, because I really struggled with, it's this thing called like gender disappointment. Uh, it's a real thing. Like we don't talk about it because, you know, everyone always says like, Oh, do you want a boy or a girl? And everyone's like, I just want a healthy baby, which like, which is true. I mean, that's, you know, true. And also, um, so we don't talk about like, sometimes people have preferences or in my case, because I had connected to this very kind of powerful feisty, um, like female energy that I think will be with me at some point when I found out that pork chop was a boy. I, I mean, they call it gender disappointment, which like, that isn't always like the best term for it. Cause it's not always necessarily like disappointing, but it took me a while to wrap my head around it because I felt like the energy that I had been connected with was of, you know, this other baby. And so I was like, oh, and, and it felt like I had to wrap my head around this whole new idea. So it took me a little bit of time to be like, oh, I'm having a boy. It's not this energy I kept connecting with. Like the part I was kind of disappointed about was I felt like this little baby girl energy had been so like hyped up for like yeah. years of my life. And then I was like, and you're not even showing up now. Like what the heck? You know, I was kind of like, where are totally. you? Oh, I can totally see that. And, and so I had to wrap my head around it. But once I like, once for me, I accept, like, I was like, well, there's a reason for this. I don't know. You know, this must, for some reason, this must be the soul or the earth suit of this soul or whatever it is that needs to, to be here. And once I did that and I real and like, I kind of set out to just get to know the baby that was, you know, in my belly at that time. I definitely started to get a feel for who he was and like, like he was just busy, like busy, kind of cuckoo, always moving, always doing something. And, and to this day, that's exactly, it's exactly who he is. He loved music in the, but he specifically loved Taylor Swift in the womb. And at two years old, he is like a hardcore Swifty. It's just like (laughs) so many like little things. And what I really love about that is it really reaffirmed what just my personal belief of not only the soul, but like there are parts of us, like our essence that are just like who we are, like certain preferences, certain quirks, certain just things that we do that it's like, that's just who we are. Like before society molded him in any way, like he's just a very busy kind of silly think out of the box, sort of a guy. And, and I could tell that like strangers would look at my stomach in like target. And it it looked like a lava lamp because he would be in there like moving. So it was really kind of bizarre and like, yes. And like strangers, like these old ladies in target would be like, Oh, that looks like a busy one in there. Like they could just look at my stomach and be like, that's a busy boy. That is wild. And, And that's exactly who he is. And I, and I could tell that he was like, like a lover, like having that depth of like that deep capacity to love, like, you know, sweetness. Um, and so there's certain elements that I felt like when I slowed down and I, I really 
enjoyed meditation during my pregnancy. Like it, that was one thing that I like did not miss because to me, it felt like the time, like it was our time together. And I felt like we could kind of talk to one another. I could check in with like him. We could talk about whatever was going on. It was like, you know how they say like to have like a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship, like you spend like 10 minutes of every day of like uninterrupted listening. And then 10 minutes of like uninterrupted sharing. It's like a thing that you can do. And for me, when I was pregnant, my meditation was like that time, but for us where I could, you know, he would like listen, but then sometimes and I'd be like, okay, like, what do you need? Or how's it going in there? And it felt like that relationship really kind of kicked off. And it wasn't until I could like learn how to really become quiet and turn inward and connect with, you know, this little guy in there, but I found it to be so helpful. I found it to be really comforting and it felt like we were building this relationship. So then when we finally like met, it didn't feel like that was the first time that we were meeting. Yes. That's what I was going to ask you if you had like if you settled into a practice where you felt like you got to know him and it sounds like, of course, meditation would be your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even just the idea of like, cause I know sometimes when, when people hear meditation, they're like, okay, so I'm just going to sit there. And it's like, I loved that question that you said of just like, how's it going in there? <laughs> just like <laughs> trust what comes yeah. to mind, just go with it, see what happens, you know? Um, Yeah. And, and for me, meditation, and I get that a lot too, like as a meditation teacher, people are always like, oh, I can never meditate. I can never just like shut my brain off. Like meditation is actually quite active, just sort of like hypnosis too, right? Like you don't just like go under hypnosis. Now that I know I have the record of, you know, seven sessions, I can say you don't (laughs) just (laughs) like, you don't just like flip a switch. And then it's like, I don't remember anything. And like, you know, it's like, you're under like general anesthesia. Like it's, 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 pretty active. And like, you're asking questions, you're responding, you're doing things. If there's like some energetic work that needs to be done, like it, it's more active than you think. And meditation can be that because it's just this single pointed concentration. So all of your focus is on a thing. So for me at that time, a lot of my focus was connecting with the soul, the child that was sharing a body with me in that moment. And it was something that now sometimes too, especially when he was little that I could try to do, try to quiet my mind and connect with him because, you know, babies will cry for any reason, Yes, right. You know, there'd be a hundred different things. And so I wasn't always successful, but then I would try to quiet my mind and be like, what is it that you need? And I, I tried to do the same thing. It was easier. I think when we were sharing a body, um, but I would still try to do the same thing. And sometimes for me, at least, you know, it worked. Oh, I think that that is such a good, like follow-up to that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Like just in this conversation, I'm thinking of like, Oh, hypnosis to like experience the womb or connect with baby, but even just, yeah, as a new mom to feel like this isn't the first time you're checking in with this person when you're, you like just have given birth or whether you gave birth or not, or you're sleep deprived or whatever. It's like, just to have that tool in that practice and that that practice in your mind of like getting quiet and just checking in and being able to hear that. Cause, Oh my God, for sure. It would be way easier like sharing a body, but like what great practice to like be able to feel the essence and like feel those shifts and I don't know, take up that information in that way. At least you're not first trying to do it when you're like ravished after, 
you know, taking this newborn home. Yeah. And I, and for me, it felt like we had kind of been working on this skill or like this, you know, communication in a way, because I also wanted to, and this is like the woo woo mom in me. <laughs> I know not every like parenting circle is like, Oh, just meditate and try to like speak telepathically to your you know baby. <laughs> and it'll make your parenting easier. But I also, I really wanted him to feel like he knew me. And so then when we had to, because I mean, there it's very limited, the communication that a newborn can give you. Yeah. They can't just say, I mean, now if I ask pork chop, he'll be like, mommy, I'm hungry. So you're like, okay, you want a snack? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you want? And he'll just tell me what he, what he wants. But when they're like little and like tiny, like as newborn and they're just upset, that can mean anything. So I also wanted to work on this skill so that then not only was it like, I felt like I had familiarity with him, but that he also had familiarity with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh, we 100%. had this like line of communication that could go, you know, forward and back between the two of us. Cause we'd already been working on it together when we shared a body. One thing that is like, I guess in the same vein, and I, I think we were going to explore this a little bit, but like, is this particular meditation called like a soul baby meditation, which I think you and I like personally have talked about before. Yeah. And it's basically a meditation in which you mentally prepare your body for it's it the way it was described to me when I was taught how to do it is like if you're having guests come over like you're going to kind of spruce up your house a little bit and so it sounds like a little bit silly but you you're like well I gotta like spruce up like my womb space like no one's been in there I visualize mine as kind of like old and dusty (laughs) because it's like well I don't know not no one's ever been in there before it's like this room (laughs) you know I've been actively trying to keep it empty for the first 30 years of my life. Priority number one. (laughs) Yeah. The door has been shut on that one for three decades. And so you, you do this meditation first where you mentally and emotionally and energetically prepare the space or the room. And it's like, it's like, if you're going to have a guest over for like a long stay, you get everything ready. And then, and so what that looks like is like you visualize for me, it's literally like visualizing like your womb space and seeing it be very like healthy, very like, you know, like vital. It has everything in there that like the baby needs to survive, um, you know, being this very like, you know, this is like too graphic, but like this, you know, a really like healthy, like pink red color, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. every, just, you want it to be this warm, inviting prepped room for a guest. And then you open up the door and the opening up the door, like for us, if we were having a guest over, it would be like turning on the porch light or keeping the door cracked. So people know, like, you know, I know you're coming. So when you arrive, just walk right in. Yeah. But the way that you do that in this like soul baby work is you usually it's like through your heart, you kind of open up the door through your heart center. And you basically say like, like I'm ready when you're ready. Like the doors open the wombs, right. It gives me like tingles, like thinking about yeah, it, Same, but it's relief. like, yeah, it's just like the room's ready. The door's open. I've got everything you need. Like when your flight lands and you come here, just walk right in. And there's something I think so powerful. And I've done this practice individually with a lot of women since then is that it helps to remove a lot of like the fear around it. And also I think there's something really special about emotionally opening the door and letting, you know, whether it's like this little baby girl that I suspect at some point will come earthside or it's like uh, the soul of pork chop where like I did, I didn't specifically say, 
who was kind of opened my door and I was like, you know, baby, whoever you are, like for whatever reason we're supposed to be together, I'm ready. Doors open, you know, and, and you can put, I put the caveat, like, I'd love to meet you sooner rather than later, but I understand it's not always my choice, you know? Yeah. And so you have just been like, when you are ready, I am ready. And it's just this meditation that you do where you prepare physically, you, you know, if there's any mental work that needs to be done, yeah. you check in with your mind as well, because we can have a lot of kind of mental blocks around motherhood, fertility, having not that infertility is a mental block, but like we can have, and a lot of this, like I think back to when I journeyed to like my mother's womb and like, if I'm feeling what she's feeling, I think it's really easy for us to take some of that with us than on our own like motherhood journey where it's like, Oh, like maybe, you know, my mom was really worried or like, or the experience that you had, right. Where you're like, I don't know. I felt like my mom was kind of like meh about it or like disappointed. Like maybe that's something you're carrying with you and is still kind of on your mind. That's getting in the way of like your own journey. And you have to kind of clear that out first to be like, okay, mentally I'm ready. And then the last step is you open your heart and you say, all right, little soul baby. That's why it's called soul baby. You're basically like soul baby. I'm ready for you. And you just welcome them in. Is this, do you have this meditation on your podcast? I believe it is. Yes. It is on meditation mama. I do have it. Because I started doing it individually. I can send it to you as well, but I started doing it individually with so many women and I had created so many, even just like for friends and things, um, just kind of like, you know, whatever, just recorded a little thing and like would send it to them. And I realized that I finally just put it on the podcast, even though technically meditation mama is like prenatal postnatal meditations, but I've started putting a few kind of like fertility, soul baby, that kind of stuff, because I'm realizing there's such a need, like we don't know how to do this stuff. I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. Anything else? No, I don't. Two things. One, I think that we are all a mother or a father to something. I don't know why I feel like I say that a lot, but I feel very compelled to like, especially when you talk around like fertility, babies, things like that, like soul babies, that sort of thing. I think we're all mothers and fathers to many different things. And I think that we can be mothers and fathers in many different ways and different roles and different lives. So that's something that I sit with a lot that doesn't always have to look like literally like welcoming a soul baby, carrying that baby, birthing that baby. So just wow. food for thought. I, and then I really like that. That is so inclusive and it's inclusive, not only to, you know, people who are never going to carry a child or have a child, but also to the people who that have children, like you're going to parent something else in 10 years, you know, whether it's a, a painting that you're doing or a program or a big project at work or whatever, like, yeah, even that like nurturing kind of gardener parent role in any part of our life. There it is. That is our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in as always. Take anything that makes your load lighter and just leave the rest. 